0: Jesus said to his disciples, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. there am I in the midst of them." The Gospel of the Lord. Lord So today's Gospel deals with uh, the delicate topic of one of the uh, spiritual works of mercy, uh, which is the admonition of the sinner, right? And so what we have in the gospel today is uh, the Lord giving instruction as to how that should be done. And we saw this reading fairly recently, and we see that there is a lot of if and then in this reading. So the Lord is very specific. If this happens, then do this. If this happens, then do this. So he gives a very specific guide by which there should be uh, an admonition of the sinner. But what we see from the first readings and from the witnesses of the saints themselves and also of Christ himself, we see that there is a certain way in which this must be done also by example as well. And so what we have in the first reading uh, from the prophet Ezekiel is when the Lord has said to the prophet Ezekiel, I've made you a watchman for the house of Israel. And so basically he's giving this same uh, admonition or this direction to the prophet Ezekiel but he's giving it to him in a very particular way. And so what he says to them is, whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. And I think this is also important then with regards to our own call at times uh, to admonish the sinner, which is that it must be in conformity with God's word. And it must not just be that we're we're admonishing someone because they've offended us, right? So, because people can offend us, Uh, and it still be in accordance with God's word. We might be not rightly annoyed with them, right? So uh, we might be in the wrong. And so again, it must be in accordance with God's word. It must be something, obviously, that is truly sinful and not simply just annoying. And there is that difference there as well, right? And so the Lord says, if your brother sins against you, it's particular to sin. The next thing as well is that it is against you, We're not called to go about being like the scribes and Pharisees, these kind of busybodies looking for everyone's sin, that we can jump on it with great pride, being able to admonish anyone who kind of comes across our path. That's not what the Lord is saying here. If your brother sins against you, then go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. And what the Lord is showing here is that a person's reputation is also important. One, you go first to him alone because you might be wrong. Secondly, you do it so that if you can deal with it secretly or at least outside of the public view, then that's what you should do. And so again, it is to respect the reputation of the sinner as well that the Lord is giving this admonition in this way. And then he says, if he listens to you, you have gained a brother. And so that is the purpose Remember that the people that we are admonishing, if they have sinned against us, we have to do it with love. And so this is also what is a general kind of principles of the spiritual works of mercy, is that they must be done first in humility. So it must be humbly knowing that the person that we are correcting, we are no better than them. That we are also a sinner who stands in need of correction. So we correct or we admonish Uh, in humility. Secondly, we must do it with love, meaning that what we desire from the person is not that they apologize to us, but that they also obtain the final end, which is God himself. So it's not about us when we admonish someone who might have even offended us. What we want is their salvation. What we want is their conversion. We love them as ourselves, meaning we want them to have what we desire for ourselves, which is eternal life with God. So it must be done in humility, it must be done with love, and another thing that is required as well for the spiritual works of mercy is that we support those works with prayer and fasting. So before I go to admonish the sinner, before I go to admonish my brother who might have offended me, I need to support that work with prayer and fasting, making sure that I have done at least a little bit in my own power and by the grace of God to contribute somewhat maybe to what could be the conversion of their heart. And so that I've made a small act of love and sacrifice for their sake. In this way, I imitate Christ himself. So Christ has come and suffered for us. And when he comes to correct us, it's not simply with a word of admonition, it is also with the suffering in his love. And so he meets us in this way. And because we see the extent of his love for us, it is easier to receive his correction. We are more easily corrected by those who love us but than by those who don't. If we know someone truly loves us, it's easier to accept their correction. Another interpretation of this as well or at least what we see in the lives of the saints. Specifically I was reading in a commentator from a commentator yesterday. It was when Saint Francis of Assisi uh, commented on today's first reading to the prophet Ezekiel and it was in this regard how are we supposed to Correct others. And St. Francis of Assisi says, uh, similarly to what we've seen from other saints and the example of the saints, um, which is that we're not called to become those busybodies calling everyone out. He says the first thing that we are called to do in terms of if this call is not just for Ezekiel but for everyone, meaning if it's universal, which it is, he says the way in which we correct the wicked is first and foremost by burning brightly with holiness and life. That's what he says. He says, when you burn brightly with holiness and life, he says, then your example, and he says, the tongue of your conduct will correct the wicked. And we all know this by experience. I've been privileged in my life to know multiple uh, saints. I believe some of them even canonizable. And when you're in the presence of someone who is deeply holy, All of their actions are in some way a correction, but it is a correction in love. I found particularly with a few people, whenever you leave their presence, you leave their presence with a resolution to be better, (laughs) to be better, right? Their example calls you upward. Their example calls you towards God. The radiance of their holiness and life is a rebuke of the wicked. And that's what St. Francis of Assisi says. And that's also what I think, if we take into context all of the gospel, we are called to by Christ as well. What he says here in the gospel, we must also take with what has been said before in in Matthew's earlier gospel, which is the Lord calls us with regards to sin to pay more attention to the beam that is in our eye than the splinter that is in someone else's eye. And if we do this, if we are looking sincerely in ourselves for deeper conversion and holiness, that we are looking ourselves to live with that radiance of life and holiness, then we will be fulfilling the commandment that the Lord gives here in the gospel today as well, that by our life of holiness, that we also might then rebuke the wicked, but in a way that is done in humility, a way that is done in love, a way that is done then in accordance with Christ's own example. Amen.